Welcome to the I and Team Podcast with Brian Smith and Mary Smith. You are more important to your team than you might believe. Everybody has something to contribute, and most importantly, that's influence. Learn more on today's program. Now, here is Brian Smith and Mary Smith. Hi, team. Welcome back to the I and Team Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Smith, here with my dad, Brian Smith. Hey, everybody. And we skipped last week's podcast because... Hello, Bill. Hi, Bill. (laughs) Yeah, Bill's on the table. Bilbo is our office dog, in case you guys didn't know, but I'm sure you did, because I post tons of pictures of him on our website now, or our uh, Twitter page. Um, But anyways, last week, Dad was in Spain and Rome and Greece, right? Turkey. Turkey. So... It was super busy, um, and you know, with like that big of a time difference, it's not really feasible to film together. So we just skipped last week. We're going to come back with at you this week. This week we're going to talk about what being a good team member looks like, and then we're going to flip and talk about what being a bad team member looks like, just to kind of follow the last podcast we posted two Fridays ago, talking about managing um, our influence with the people that we work with and the relationships that we have. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the first thing is, is that when you're the leader of a company, you can actually set uh, the tone for the team and establish the parameters of what the company's goals are. And when you do that, you set a foundation for what it's like or for what it means to be a good team member or a bad team member. You know, you have to put that question actually into context. Communication, uh, cooperation, I mean, those are the standard staples of good, you know, being a good team member, but Mm -hmm. um, you're going to go way past that in different organizations. So in an accounting office, uh, you know, being a good team member could be about keeping up your CEUs, keeping up with the tax law so that you can help different people in the office, keeping up with um, what's going on currently in the market for bookkeeping or any kind of finance issue that might affect accounting, right? Similarly, in a legal office, it might be keeping up with the law, keeping up with what's going on in the cases in the office so that you can support your team members if they drop by and ask you things. Mm-hmm. Um, meeting deadlines. So, you know, being organized um, in group uh, issues, you know, is really important. But being a good team member really has a basic foundation, communication mm-hmm. and cooperation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can take that tenant into any organization that you become part of. And if you communicate well, you'll be a good team member. And if you cooperate, you'll be a good team member. And that means that you don't do things that are adverse to cooperation. You don't make decisions that hold up project timelines. You don't bring drama into an office. I mean, you can say, okay, well, I communicate. I come home or I come into the office and I talk about all the things that happened at my house. Mm -hmm. And I share those stories um, with my workmates. Well, there's a time for that. You know, it's okay to have those social interactions um, in your office. Okay, but the bottom line is being a good team member is really understanding the goals of the company. That's Mm -hmm. the communication part, and it starts with your leader. You know, for us at IA, our goal is to help our clients understand their influence 
in whichever market it is that they uh, do business or that they have influence. So if it's a KEC company, because we have a lot of KEC clients, it's how are they going to have the most influence as a good KEC provider for their market? Asterisk. KEC means kitchen exhaust cleaning, for those of you that do not know. <laughs> yes. So, and that goes for any trade. I don't care if you're a painting company or a flooring company, uh, a construction company, a plumber, an electrician. Our job in our company, in, in that context, is to help you have the most influence in your industry. The job for you to be a good team member as a plumber, a uh, a flooring person, a painter, is to be the best painter. Or if you work in the office, to support that team. So being a good team member is understanding in context what your position is within that organization. Right? What is your role? And to be a good team member, you have to understand your role. And if you don't, if you work somewhere and you've heard somebody say, you know, you're just not a good team member, you're not a good employee, but they haven't really clearly defined what it is that you're supposed to do for the organization are you really a bad team member or do you mm -hmm. just have bad leadership or do they just not like you on a personal level that can happen yeah you know and we work with people this has come up with us here at ia and in a lot of organizations you're going to work with people that you don't care for you know um, you're going to work with people that just rub you the wrong way. Some of it's because they're a bad team member, which we'll get into in a little while, and what makes a bad team member. But other ones is, is you just, you know, you got a personality conflict. You're just opposites. You know, you're oil and water. That does not have to create for either of you the basis for being a bad team member. You can not like somebody and still be a good team member to them. You can still provide them the support that they need as a business person to reach their goals, your goals, and the company goals. And when you let those personal things get in the way of that at work, that's crossing the line and taking you to the, to the bad team member side. And it's hard. You know, human emotions are really difficult on their own. Add to it that you have to work with somebody eight hours a day that you don't feel comfortable around and that challenges you emotionally and challenges you psychologically and it can challenge you to be a good team member when that person is involved in a task with you or in a project with you or in an assignment with you. Mm -hmm. So the way to overcome that is to push down those personal feelings and focus on the tasks. Yes, and if, if there ever is a conflict between you that is derived from a personal issue, call it out. It's part of that communication and cooperation. Call that out and say to that person, you know, I understand that we struggle with getting along as two people, but we have a common task and a common goal within our organization, and the fact that we're just not really fond of each other is irrelevant in this situation. We both do a good job. If you know they do a good job, even if you don't like them, compliment them. Okay? Mm -hmm. You know, build them up. I regularly, unfortunately, be, just because I deal with so many people, go into an office and people look at us as adversarial, so they sometimes don't like the work we do. We create change in organizations and automatically 
uh, makes a difficult situation. There's a funny story I think I'll share with everybody. Launch. Yeah. <laughs> um, about our client on the West Coast. And we were doing a huge change program. It was a giant change program. And there was this guy, and he had worked there for 15 years, and he was charge of the in charge of the entire shipping department for this company. And everybody's got to pardon the language I use, because I'm going to cuss in a minute, because, well, this man cussed. Anyhow... <laughs> We were sitting in a room kind of like this, working together, you know, working on human resources and business processes and everything else. And every morning about 8.05, he'd walk through the, through the door and he would say, Brian, can I, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. And he goes, do you mind? You said if I had anything to say that I could say it to you and it would be okay. So I'd like to say something to you. I was like, okay. And he's like, you know what? You're a real motherfucker, and I don't like the, what you're doing to us here. And then he'd turn around and walk out the door, right? So there was a lady working with me. Her name was Susan, and she looked at me. She goes, well, are you going to do anything about that? And I'm like, you know, Susan, you know that we allow for open communications, and he obviously needed to get something off his chest. Well, guess what? It happened the next day, and it happened the next day. Well, by the third day... I decided that I needed to find out why I was a motherfucker. So I went and talked to him and I went through the door and I said, hey, you know, um, I'm, I'm glad that you feel comfortable enough to walk through the door and vent to me how obviously I or we make you feel with what we're doing. But can you share why? And he said, yeah, I can share why. He says, you know, I've worked here 15 years. My job has been the same for 15 years. And for me, everything's been going just fine. I understand there's problems elsewhere in the company, but you are changing everything that I have been used to for the last 15 years, and now my life feels upside down. So it makes me feel good to start my day when I come in and call you that. And I said, okay, well, fair enough. If it makes you feel better, you just keep doing that. And guess what? He never did it again. So, and to this day, now this happened in 2004, and to this day that client is still one of our clients. We still work with them on a yearly basis, and that man is still there. Oh, good. So. Happy ending. So the point is, is communication works even if you don't like somebody, if you don't like a situation, or if there's something adversarial going on. Sharing what it is can actually get it out. You can have a discussion about it. You can agree you can disagree, you can agree to disagree, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I know, Mary, that as a young person, there's new challenges. Um, you know, younger people take on these personal issues differently than we do, at least those of us my age. So, how is it that you have found yourself dealing with some of the challenging, in the, in the three or four years you've been around, and I mean, you went to college, you dealt with difficult people in college as you were immersed into a sorority and some of the different things you did share some of those challenges and how you were a good team member through those challenges okay so i think one of the best stories i have is well i don't know if it's necessarily a good story but i definitely grew from it but i was on our sorority's executive board um which was only maybe like seven girls and we like met every week and we like ran the sorority basically it, we just kept everyone like in order made sure everyone was doing their jobs like hitting our goals hitting our deadlines like as a group so it was the executive team 
Um, and we had this girl who she brought a case against this not against the school but she brought a case to the school involving a lie and included me in that lie and I, I'm not going to tell you guys what happened because it's, it's a little too much but the point is is that when I was on the executive board it was really hard for me to kind of separate my personal feelings with being involved in such a huge lie and having to go in and talk to someone at the school like three or four times like being interviewed being like counter interviewed like having my interview rebuttaled by her saying that I was lying and then going back to the executive board and saying like we need to kick this girl out <laughs> of our sorority and at the time like I was still young so it was partially for personal reasons but it was also because she dragged our sorority's name through the mud because what she was lying about was actually something that was our philanthropy. Um, so our philanthropy was RAIN, which is Rape, Abuse, Incest National Network. Um, so it was really bad for us because we'd also just come out of being suspended for like two years. Uh, it, so it was like really crazy. So that was like the biggest like personal and professional thing I had to deal with. And looking back on it, I wish I had been a little more mature when I was dealing with it because I went at getting her removed from our sorority like really aggressively because it really hurt that she dragged me into her problem. Um, but luckily, like I had team members on the executive board who weren't involved in the issue and they really helped me like stay more grounded. And I think that that's really another thing that's like really great about having team members is like sometimes like you are going to be emotional and you are going to kind of like fly off the wall a little bit and good team members will help keep you grounded and they're not going to judge you for being emotional or having an emotional moment because it's natural for us to have that but good team members kind of just like contain your emotions and help you stay calm and see like the professional and the bigger picture so that was like one of the biggest things that happened to me in college where I was really appreciative of my team members for helping me like work through it but also for like helping me personally and professionally in that setting but I think for like now now that I'm older and kind of like managing my own little team here I don't know. I love being like a good team member. Like I think that being a good team member is being flexible. It's having good and open and honest communication. Um, it's bouncing ideas off of each other, even when they're like not bad ideas, but you know, they're not the one that you're going to choose. <laughs> but it's just like, I think if you enter a relationship and try to stay open-minded and try to stay flexible, then you're going to lead to like a good relationship down the road if you are honest and have open communication. See, and being on a team is a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like it or not, um, you know, where you spend one-third of your life five days a week uh, is a relationship. Many of us might even, we spend more time one-on-one -on -one with our workmates than we do with our family during the week. We, mm -hmm. we see those workmates, uh, our teammates, uh, more than we see our family members during the week. So um, having a healthy, open line of communication is really important. One of the things that happens in teams 
uh, that can make you a good team member or a bad team member and um, is compartmentalizing what you think your responsibility is. So uh, every organization has some challenges in that you may not have a leader that thinks the way I'm about to talk. So I believe that everybody in all the organizations that we manage or that we own or that we advise to, um, every person in every one of those organizations is a peer. Now, there still is a hierarchy. I mean, there's still the owner and there's still the managers and everything else, but you're still all peers. You're still working towards the common goal of the company. So. One of the things I hear a lot is it's not in my job description, okay, um, or it's not my place to say something. It's not my place to correct so-and-so if I see something's wrong. Well, a good team member will do that. A good team member will recognize that there is something happening that is uh, contrary to what the goals of or the mission of the company is and that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be a whistleblower because that's the key word now right or the big trigger word if are you a whistleblower okay, i'm not saying that you have to do it you can go up to a person and say hey look by the way you're doing this the wrong way or you said this and it was incorrect or your interpretation of that meeting um, isn't right so the work that you're doing because the interpretation is wrong is going to be incorrect and help them to understand okay and if they become adversarial because you're trying to help them ask yourself first did I did I give this advice in a tone that was neutral or did I take on an accusatory tone because if you come across as being accusatory our defense mechanisms are going to just flop right in there. I mean, we're going to put up our walls. You're trying to attack me. But if you do it in an objective or a pragmatic way and you're level-headed and you're calm and you just say to them, you know, um, I saw you doing this unsafe uh, thing out on a job site or, you know, I noticed that you drive recklessly, um, uh, whatever it might be, and you do it in a way that is helpful, then you're being a good employee. And if they don't want to listen to you, if they push back, if they give you justification, um, they try to justify why their bad actions are okay, it's not okay. And you do have a responsibility to tell them that, hey, you know what, I'm just trying to help, but if you think that what you're doing is going to help our company or help us, um, I'm here to tell you that it's not, and it's contrary to policy, it's contrary to, to procedure, it's contrary to just common decency, right? Go somewhere else, okay? You, you have that responsibility to the rest of the team, not that person, but the rest of the team, to protect them, because if you allow somebody to damage the company, you allow somebody to damage the team, okay? If you allow people to damage the integrity of a company, then you become complicit in that damage. You have allowed it to happen. No, you didn't do it, but you allowed it to happen, which means you are almost as responsible if you didn't try to do something to make it better. And that is how you can be a bad team member while being a good person. Looking the other way, when you see things that need to be corrected, that can damage an organization or hurt a person or hurt a customer or a vendor 
Uh, looking the other way means that you're complicit in that bad action, and that makes you a bad team member. You're not supporting the team. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean you have to be a tattletale. doesn't mean you have to be a know-it-all. But what it does mean is that communicate. Okay? Communicate and cooperate. And if they choose to push back and they choose to not engage with you and communicate back, let them be the bad team member, not you. Let them be the ones responsible for their own actions. And this is where accountability comes into play. This is how we solve these issues, is we hold people accountable. If we stop holding people accountable, we'll all become bad team members. We'll all do our own thing. We'll make our own shortcuts. You know, we'll think of what's best for us. We won't think about how it affects others. And before you know it, it's organized chaos. Organized, strong word. It's just chaos. Yeah. (laughs) Just tiny chaos in everyone's little worlds, not working towards the same goal at all. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a lot of that goes around. I'm a multitasker or, you know, my, my, I know what I'm doing. I just live in an organized chaos environment. Well, okay. That's just like saying, um... I don't even know how, what the analogy would be, but I don't either. Um, you no. know, you can't have both. <laughs> um, you 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 can't have organization and have chaos. Um, you can't have good and bad. So, and you need to understand that. And being a good team member means this is the way we act. And if you don't know the policies and procedures, and you don't know what the mission is, it's the responsibility of your leadership to give it to you and if they haven't one way you can be a good team member is go to them say to them hey you know what i think that we all don't really quite understand what the goals of the company are and i think that we would be a better team if you helped us understand that so we could work together and you'll move everybody forward and if they push back that means well you might have a leader who's a bad team member Okay. If he can't take enough time to share with you what the company goals are, does he really care about the company goals? Or she. Or she. These are some of the ways that you can be a good team member. Or mm-hmm. these are some of the ways you can be a bad team member. You know, if you wanted to upset and have bad influence, stop cooperating. Stop telling people what you're doing. Stop telling people where you are in projects. Stop telling people about your new projects. You know, just keep people in the dark if you want to be a bad team member so they don't know what you're doing. Drop surprises on them. And then leave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, drop surprises on them. So we have regular meetings, you know. I like to stay on top of what's going on. I don't really get involved. Every Thursday, right here at this table, we have a meeting for two of the companies that we own. And I have zero And I say zero involvement in the day-to-day operations of those companies. But I still sit here and I make the team review with me the project schedules, what's what's on our projects for the next couple weeks, how our bidding is going. I listen to how our cash flow is, how our customer communications are. Uh, I just listen and I give input. I don't give instruction, I don't micromanage, I don't say anything other than ask some questions and if they need any help, I'm happy to give it. But in three months, they might ask me one or two questions to actually get involved with something. But the fact that I come in here and we're always ready, 
And it was a challenge at first. It was a challenge to get people to come to a meeting. They didn't understand why it was important. They didn't understand uh, how that was going to benefit them. Until one time, after a long struggle, it came time for them to ask me a question. And my answer was, is, well, you know, had you brought that to that meeting that we have every week, I'd be able to give you a quick answer. But because I can't, because you haven't communicated with me any information over the last few weeks, can't help you out. And then they understood. They understood why those meetings were important. And it changed. It changed the whole dynamic of those meetings. So. Yeah, I think that that, that like really shows me, too, that it's really important to keep your team in the know. A good team member keeps their team in the know. Because even if they're not working on that project, even if, like, they're working on the complete opposite if they know what you're working on and you need someone to bounce ideas off of or need someone to help you brainstorm for something, as long as they know what's going on, they're going to be able to help you and offer you assistance. And same goes for the other way. Like if you know what your team members are working on, you're going to be able to offer them assistance when they have questions or need to bounce ideas off of you. So it's just really important for like the team dynamic for everyone to know what's going on. Um, so that way too, like, oh... My deadline's coming up, but I don't have this part of the project finished. Mary, can you help me? No, I can't help you because you didn't tell me what you're doing. Like, that that doesn't really work for a team, like, environment. So when you know what you're doing, you can definitely help your team members whenever they need it. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you have deadlines and you're trying to collaborate and pull different pieces of information together. We do that often here. Uh, where we have information that comes from one, two, three, four sources, okay? And mm -hmm. if we don't share with them that we have a deadline and that they have information for that deadline and then we procrastinate until the end to ask for involvement, ask for help, we create a scenario for them that puts them under duress and we might interrupt a different deadline that they might have. We might interrupt some workflow that they are in um, and take them out of a zone where they're really doing good work and we, we disrupt them. That makes us a bad team member. We might still have a good product at the end too. We might end up delivering a really good product because we developed a good product doesn't make us a good team member. Because we fulfill the mission of uh, solving a problem for a client, the path to get there, if it wasn't a cooperative and a communicative path, then that doesn't mean that we were a good team member. It means that we fulfilled the mission, but we didn't really do it in a good way. Look, good team members, bad team members, it all starts at the top. Okay, and if your leaders haven't defined what the goals of the company are and your leaders haven't defined what the structure of what your responsibilities are, it's really hard to define that. You cannot be measured as good or bad in your job if you don't understand what your job is. And if it hasn't been clearly defined, it's just not a, it's not a fair way to measure. So define what it is that you do as an organization and within that organization define 
what is needed by each person in each job. And once you do that, then strive to do that job to the best of your ability and communicate with every team member that affects you. And a team member doesn't necessarily mean it has to be um, a workmate. It could be a vendor. It could be a customer. So make sure that you communicate effectively. And effectively means that you might have to ask them, what do you need as a timeline to respond to me? What is the best way for me to communicate to you the things that we need to get done together? Is it in writing? Is it in text? Is it verbally? Is it on paper? And you might have to compromise, but that is what will make you a good team member. Mm-hmm. And what makes you a bad team member, Mary? makes you a bad team member not communicating efficiently or effectively keeping your team in the dark goes with not communicating um not being flexible with your team um i mean i think being like too aggressive like how you were saying earlier like if you bring a problem to someone um and you have like a neutral tone and they immediately say no, you're wrong or get defensive or no, you're not right. If after you've asked yourself if you had a neutral tone and you did and they're just being aggressive, just to be aggressive and just to like not agree with you, that's not being a good team member. Like you're not having an open mind. So having a closed mind, being a bad team member. Um, Listening makes you a good team member. Definitely. Listening does make you a good team member. Listening does. Observing makes you a good team member. Being honest. Yes. Yep. Being dishonest, not a good team member. You know, um, setting too high of expectations or too low of expectations, not a good team member. Asking for clarification about what expectations there are, that's a good team member. Helping people to understand those those expectations. Under-promise, over-perform. You know, if you're not sure that you can perform uh, to a certain level, then don't promise to perform at that level. Promise to perform at something that you know that you can do. So whatever that is, put that into context for yourself, but set the bar for yourself as high as you can without overstepping what your abilities are. And always focus to be your best. Always try to be the best at whatever that bar level is. It doesn't matter. Okay, as I used to tell the kids growing up, look, I don't care what you are when you grow up. If you want to be a ditch digger, fine, but be the best ditch digger that you can be. So, and there's places that need ditch diggers. So, be the Strive best. Strive to that be you can. your best yes. and have a positive influence on your team. And if you don't like what you're doing, if you're stuck in something, that's not an excuse to be a bad team member. Find a different team to be on. And be open about it. I don't think I'm good in this position. I don't think I'm good in this company. I don't think I'm good under this boss. Whatever it is that's holding you back, be honest about it. And define what it is you think you'd be good at. Define what that environment might look like. Define what that organization might look like. And being a good team member means that you help to set that that uh, palette. You, get to, you help to set what that looks like. And you can help be a part of that picture mm-hmm. and that organization. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so I think being a good team member means like realizing that you're needed on your team. Um, even if you don't like your work, just knowing that like your position is still important, even if you don't like it, that's 
being a good team member. Yep. And being honest about that is being a good team member. If you're unhappy somewhere and you're telling people that everything's fine and you're performing below a standard because you're just unhappy, you're not a good team member. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you're unhappy somewhere and you share that with people and you tell people that you have struggles and that those struggles are maybe you don't get the job, maybe you're not qualified for the job, maybe it's too difficult, maybe you have too many challenges elsewhere and you're being honest about that, that's being a good team member. Sharing your liabilities, sharing your challenges with your team will help make you a good team member. Keeping them to yourself and letting people learn about them is a surprise because you don't do what you're supposed to do that's not being a good team member. Mm -hmm. Okay. This so, yeah. Uh, I hope that you uh, had a good sit with us today and learned a little bit about team building and about what it is to be a good uh, team member. And remember that communication is really the key. And uh, being honest about whatever it is is okay. And if you see something, say something. Um, if you need something, ask for something. And if you don't know, it's okay to say you don't know. All of those things make you a good team member. And if you do the opposite of that, that's what makes you a bad team member. So I hope you have a great day. Remember, um, if you want to just... Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, our and YouTube channel. our podcast channels. We're on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and Voice America Business Channel. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. If you guys have any questions or want us to talk about anything on our show, you can message us. And that's usually the platform that I'm most active on. Um, at IN Team Series for our Twitter page and at Your Biz Doctor for my dad's page. And then you can follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn too at the IN Team Series. And if you want to discover yourself, go out and pick up our book. Find the IN Team. If you want to find out about yourself and what has made you uh, who you are today and maybe what's making you a good or a difficult team member. Individual advantages, find the IN team. It's available at Barnes and Noble and Amazon or just go to our website and order it there. Yes. Have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the I in Team podcast. We hope we've positively influenced you and you've picked something up from the show that you can use in building and influencing other individuals or your team. Please join us soon for another program on the Voice America Business Channel.